0: Welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Business Potential, your podcast brought to you by Video Chadunaki. I'm Kelsey, and with me, as always, I've got my co-host, Melissa. Hello. And as a special guest today, we also have joining us, HR coordinator here at Video Chadunaki, Lisa Potter.
1: Hello, ladies. Lovely to be here.
2: We are going to deep dive into some HR topics with Lisa today, so let's get into it.
0: Excellent. Before we get stuck in, I just wanted to throw in our usual disclaimer that the information in this podcast is general in nature and no substitute for tailored advice specific to your particular circumstances. If you do need advice, make sure to touch base with your advisor. So first of all, when we think about HR and employing staff, When you're new in business, how do you know what the right stage is to actually start employing?
1: Yeah, uh, that's the million dollar question. I guess it's like anything in life, there's never really a perfect time. I would say that when you are starting to question if you're working in the business more than you're working on the business, it's time to start writing a little list about the things that you could be giving to someone else to do and therefore that will be the bones of uh, JD in the future. And really thinking about how you will either make money from that or how it will allow you to go off and obviously make more money. Uh, You've got to think about the expenses. So that's where you come and see BDO and your fabulous accountants, because there will be a massive financial consideration to that Uh, and, you know, You don't want to rush into it too soon and then that balance is put out of whack, but you also don't want to wait too long because if you wait too long, that's when bad decisions are generally made in a hurry and you want to be able to go after those good candidates.
2: Absolutely. Well, talking about those good candidates, (laughs) how do you attract good employees?
1: Yeah, I guess every employer would really love to have potential employees banging on their door saying, take me, take me. (laughs) But as we know, that's not often the reality, unless you're some amazing, big, brilliant company like Google or one of those flash businesses. But uh, definitely depending on the age that you're aiming at, you know, we push our products on social media. We should be pushing our workplaces on social media. If you're on there telling people why your goods and services are amazing you should be on there telling people why your workplace is amazing people are always into those big ticket community items what you give back and how you reward your staff advertise it let people know and get it out there because the the best way to do that is word of mouth and let that spread around and then before you know it you might have someone come knocking. The other thing I'd say too is referrals are really good. So if you know someone who is a really great employee, ask them if not they know anyone who's looking for a job because you'd be surprised about how many people ha- know like-minded and or who have the same work ethic. And that's really what you're, what you're looking for. And that's
0: really important. So then once we've finally got this really good candidate come through the door we've interviewed them we're happy with them where's the go-to for employment contracts should we
1: be going and seeing a lawyer are there online tools that we could be using yes to both of those Uh, get online if you just business.gov.nz they have a great contract builder on there but whatever you do just like you take out insurance go and get it checked by a lawyer because there are ways, holes, bits missing and you might think I'll just take that out because that doesn't apply to me but quite often you can't do that and then you're leaving yourself open for issues so you really do it's a protection for you as well as for the employee Uh, most of the time it reverts back to the legislation anyway so if you if you think that you might just uh, delete a particular section in there, Uh, you know, effectively you you could be doing yourself and your employee some harm and you don't want to pay the price down the track, so absolutely get it checked by a lawyer. Cool.
2: So now you've got your employee, they've signed that wonderful contract that's been checked over um, by a solicitor. What do you do on the employee's first day of work and what should you be covering in terms of induction and health and safety?
1: Yeah, look, it's so important. There's so many health and safety requirements, so make sure you've got all those covered. Again, it'll be dependent on the business. You know, there's going to be some trade positions which are going to be heavily health and safety and you have to go through absolutely everything down to PPE gear and all manner of issues. If you're just getting someone to work in your office you'd still be surprised you have to have an exit route planned for any emergencies. You know you have to make sure their desk is adequately set up. There's quite a few things that you need to do and also you want to do because you really do want to start a good relationship with that employee. It's going to be key you want them to be a positive contribution to your business. So that first day is really important. And I mentioned earlier, you know, when you first start thinking about getting an employee, start writing a list to build up that job description. This is a really good time on their first day to sit down and go through that again, even though you should have provided it to them with that contract that was checked by a lawyer. Um, You know, go through every single item outline your expectations are there any kpis related to any of those items on the job description just start at a really good level that everyone knows what's expected of them so there's no surprises later on invest the time with them um, because what you want is an open relationship with them so that they'll come to you with any ideas any worries And the best place to start that is definitely on that first day. The second part is after the first day, a few weeks in, sit down with them, get their feedback about their first day and start writing yourself a little checklist so that every time as you build your empire, you bring on someone new, you go, oh that's right, last time I was told I could have done that, let's do that this time. So it's just, you yeah I know it takes a little bit of time and it might not be a key focus but it will make your life easier down the track.
2: I guess that's a really important thing is that even if you're only employing one person up front, it's all of that education piece because chances are you're gonna need somebody else down the line so don't make the same mistakes a second time.
1: Absolutely, yep, without a doubt.
0: Quite exciting to hear that people should be investing more in their employees, and I think that quite often people, whenever these issues come around, they say, "Oh, it's the employee's fault; it's the employee that did this." So, I guess, what can an employer do to really like set themselves apart? What What does a good employer look like?
1: Yeah, and the workforce is changing. You know, gone are the days of clocking and then at the end of the afternoon clock out how we used to be. We're in a fluid workforce now. People are demanding flexibility. Um, We know now that learning and development and that investment that you put in people to make them not only better employees, but better people for their own self-worth is really important because those are the people who feel valued and invested in that will stick around because, as we mentioned before, this is an investment. And you want some return on your investment and in a sense you're entitled to that but you've also got to make sure that you are playing your part Um, and also go back to that first day where I said listen and talk to them that is really important the whole way along because your employees they're going to have ideas that you will never have thought of if you've done well in in your employment um, process so really take the time again I know sometimes we get in that cycle we're really busy but have those conversations because so much good stuff can come from collaboration you're making that person feel like they're involved in the business if they feel like they're a part of it that's where you're going to build that loyalty and have that valued team member that will stay around and that's when you get your return on investment so do you think
0: it's almost more than just the payback it's how you
1: so much more now so much more you know that i remember back maybe not in my day but you know parents i used to see the little brown envelope of the pay packet and that was the reward for going to work so much more than that now the the, there's been definitely a power shift and it's uh everyone needs to rise to that because otherwise you're just going to see good employees walk out the door and i
2: guess everyone's so transient now that everyone can see what jobs are available or what everyone else in the industry is doing so you don't want to make your employees look where the grass may be greener.
1: Absolutely and just be open to conversations you know an employee might come to you with a totally out there suggestion or request don't immediately say no just take some time to think and at least let them know that hey I am willing to consider this And then if you really don't think it's going to work, take the time to outline why it's not, but what you could do to meet them halfway, because the key is to keep these people for as long as possible so that you can maximise the return out of them. Awesome.
0: Totally. So then the only other thing I really wanted to cover off today, and it's more something that I know being based in the trade sector, is that I know it's an investment to take on an apprenticeship, but we do have... An amazing opportunity at the moment, in which the government's given us the apprenticeship boost scheme, which gives you a thousand dollars per employee in their first year of their apprenticeship, and five hundred dollars in the for every month in their second year. So this has actually been extended until the fourth of August, twenty twenty-two. So if you're weighing up options of whether to get an, an apprentice or not, this might be
2: a really good time to make the take up that opportunity. And that would be a really good way as we talked about that having employees is an investment so taking on an apprentice would also be mm. that investment and in somebody get them through their apprenticeship and then you have somebody who's trained up you've taught them everything that you know they're a great employee once they're fully qualified that they can hit the ground running and hopefully be that loyal employee that you're after.
1: Definitely.
0: Today, your mindfulness, we're going to look into the different hats that you wear in your business. So there's two different ways to classify these sorts of hats. You've got above the line, and that's your strategic hats. So that's your shareholder and director hats. These ones are about working on your business Mm -hmm. rather than working in your business. And then secondly, you've got your below the line or your operational sort of hats, Now, these can vary. These can be leadership, CEO, where you're in the business and you're leading staff, but you are still working in the business. Then you've got departments, functions, and roles. So you've got things like sales and marketing, HR, finance, Mm -hmm. all of those sorts of things. So I guess the key taking away from this is realizing just how much work you do in your business yeah. You aren't just the shareholder, you aren't just the director, you are across everything. Now, quite often this, this leads you to kind of a problem solving thing like, do I actually have to be doing all of these things? Or and you is you don't. No, there's the ability to outsource, there's the ability to hire, there's the ability to use other people because when you stretch yourself too. Thinly, especially when it's within the business, you really lack the ability to put on that director hat and work on your business.
2: Mm -hmm. So it's a key thing of look at some of these departments that are covered here and think whether it's actually a good use of your time for you being both the business owner and the person working on that. That might be, you might think that running your admin, you know, that's not a good use of your time. So then you may look at hiring somebody in that role so that they can take the bulk of the work and just come and see you when they've got an issue or need a decision made and that's you helping in that area but from that director or shareholder position instead.
0: So I'd love everyone to go away today and just have a think, like what hats are you wearing and are you wearing the ones that you want to as much as you want to? Thank you for listening to our episode.
2: If you enjoyed today's podcast, jump along to your favourite podcast app and like, rate and subscribe the episode so that others can find the podcast as well.
0: And if you need to get in contact with us for direct tailored advice, please do not hesitate to phone our office or flick us an email, melincal at bdo.co.nz.
2: And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Unlocking Business Potential backed by BDO Taranaki.